I'm a zombie. I've been bitten. You're listening to the survival podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. Zombies Ate My Podcast. Hello and welcome back to Zombies Ate My Podcast. This is the one and only place for you to tune in for zombie survival preparations. Also, I realize that Bob doesn't actually read this text. Why do we no, keep he, putting it here? No, he does not. Okay, well, I don't know what he says. Bob, the master of uh, of hosting, see what it did there? Zombie Resident Evil reference. Thank you. Um, is away for the next two weeks, actually. He's in North north of the carolinas so where where you have carolina go north um so he is away we're holding down the fort talking about the walking deads talking about the the evil deads uh is there any other deads that we should be talking about um there's more speculation on somebody that might be dead oh more on that later because spoilers, but yes, that uh, that lovely person that you heard, I was well, yeah, that was that was Lou, the busy zombie lord, and and I'm Ryan Ryan Murphy, the I don't have a I don't have a nickname, I guess. Um, we're here hosting Zombies Ate My Podcast, and we're going to talk a bunch of cool stuff. Lou, how are you doing? How we, we usually talk about the weather, but I don't I don't want to steal Bob's corny stuff, you know. No, 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 no weather, no weather tonight. And I'm not but, uh, I'm not in a fort or or a or a. Uh, command center. I'm in an office. So you're just you're just north of the wall. That's all. North of the wall. Yeah, I'm north of the wall, and it's cold. Brr. Actually, it's been really warm. Sorry, I promised I wouldn't talk weather, but we don't even have news to talk about because we have a really cool thing that you watched uh, on Halloween. By the way, Happy Halloween! Happy That's Halloween the- to you as well. Did you get any trick or treaters? We got about fifty trick or treaters. There was two wow, zombies. You got, you got like. Three times the amount we got. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, it, it didn't it didn't matter, though, because Ashley bought way too much candy. So, uh, yeah, so did sa- we. Saturday and Sunday was basically me eating all the candy. And then this morning, like, all the, all the leftovers were just, like, Sour Patch Kids. And, I like... actually live in a neighborhood where, I kid you not, mm-hmm. the, uh, during the week, there's probably about 50 kids out playing on the st- in, in the street. They all live in this neighborhood. Magically on Halloween night, maybe twenty kids total all night long. Well, you know what they're doing? Netflix and chilling, man. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> but <laughs> no, uh, no. but no. Actually, I I suspect it has something to do with there's three streetlights uh, on my street, and sure. that comes from one end to the other. And the only light that is on is the one next to my apartment building. Mm-hmm. All the others are out, and the city hasn't changed the bulbs, and it was like that. Uh, Halloween night, and I think after it got dark, I think parents didn't come up our street because there were no lights. Well, it rained here on Halloween, which is always a bummer because I was like, we haven't got any kids for the last half hour, and it turns out it was, it was dark and it was raining. But no, we had some zombies. We actually had to really, this was totally by accident. But Ashley had went out and bought like you know those like door plastic covers that you can use to like just decorate your front door, which are a pain yep. because they cover the door, so you can't see if you actually have trick or treaters. Um, but it said like, beware zombie feast inside. And I thought that was kind of fitting. And I, and I, and I snapped a picture 
uh, I thought, huh, you would really do Rick well as opposed to just writing some cryptic, you know, symbol. Just put one of those up. And it's like, oh, I don't go in there. Zombie feast. Um, but but speaking of, we got uh, sidetracked by Halloween. But on Halloween, a new series premiered. And here on it, it, Zombies Ate My Podcast, we're always looking for new content. We're always complaining that it's walking dead, walking dead. Lou I, jumped I, headfirst into a new series. What, what did you watch? I watched Ash vs. the Evil Dead, Evil Dead, which I've been super excited for since its announcement. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was well worth the wait. You know, my only gripe is it's 30 minutes. I, I, I wanted more than 30 minutes. Well, you'll get more than 30 minutes next week when you get another 30 minutes, and then you'll have an hour. How many episodes? 10 episodes total? I, I think it's supposed to be 13. 13? That's not bad. Um, I'm I'm interested. Uh, I, for one, enjoyed the Evil Dead movies with each iteration, with my favorite being the last one. Not Not the remake, the stupid torture porn one. I don't like that one. I really loved the the third one, like Ash vs. Evil, or uh, Army of Dead. Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness, thank you. Like, it's just quirky, it's just funny, and it's 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 typical Bruce uh, Campbell humor. And we were talking a bit pre-show, and it sounds like this series takes what made, you know, what made the horror genre of the first one and smashed it into the third movie. Like, is that a, is that a good comparison? That is a very good comparison. Uh, it basically, it even gives you like the rundown if you're not familiar with with what Evil Dead is, what it is. They do it right in the middle of the middle of the episode, and uh, it begins with uh, Ash in his trailer getting ready for work, and he's uh, he's uh, or, or what you think is him getting ready for work, but he's going to a bar uh, to try and pick up ladies with his fake hand. And uh, he puts on a girdle and he goes to this bar and he tells this uh, woman at the bar that uh, he uh, he lost his hand saving a kid from uh, 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 an act an accident. The kid was going to get hit by a bus or a car or something like that. And he stepped in the path and saved the kid and it took his hand. And uh, so the next scene, which took me by surprise, because I mean. Evil Dead has its moments, like where there's like him flirting with the ladies and whatnot, and you know stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it turns into a whole like her half naked, bent over a, a a bathroom sink in the public bathroom, and Bruce Campbell with his pants down. Nice. And yeah. I was like, wow, that 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 was not what I was expecting from this show. But they turn it into it. It's not a it's a sex scene, but it is done with slapstick humor. And while they're going at it, the woman's head turns around backwards, and she looks at him with a deadite head and basically tells him that she's coming for him. And he flick- freaks out and backs away and realizes that uh, something bad's happening. And so he leaves there, he ditches her, goes back to his room, and realizes. He read from the book one night when he got drunk. <laughs> so that's basically the story is that he, he got drunk the and he got drunk and high with some chick and uh read from the book of the dead. And this 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 series is directly tied to the three main Yes. Okay. And this it's at in... that point when they reveal the book of the dead, they do like a flashback where he's like explaining to he he meet he goes to work, he works at a 
de- department store like he did in the other movies. And he explains to the guy at the at the at work named uh, Pablo, and Pablo's like his best friend. And he explains to Pablo, you know, I never told anybody this story, but like thirty years ago in a cabin, I had to kill a bunch of my friends, and then we read from this book of the dead thing, and it turned things evil. And Pablo's like, cool, I've heard crazier, <laughs> and, and it's it's. It it's it it nails everything that you want from Evil Dead, mm-hmm. and keeps the gore, which I was real impressed with their special effects. Um, some of it is CG, and you can tell it's CG, but there's some real practical effects in there too. So it, I, they do a really nice job. Yeah, and for those interested, actually, the first episode is streaming on Stars website. Uh, I don't know what that means for us lowly Canadians because I just tried to load it and it just sat there like a lump of burning poop. But uh, I, I will say, uh, if you are a fan of Bruce Campbell and Evil Dead or anything, basically Bruce Campbell does, uh, this looks like it. Like I won't spoil too much more. That's the basic premise: is him and Pablo realize they have to fight the Evil Dead. And that's kind of where the episode leaves you, is that the the Deadites have come back. There is a cop that answers a police call where Deadites are uh, killed the woman that Ash read the book with. And now she's seeing the demon things that he he is, too. Oh. And uh, uh, so there's a plot line going there where the cop is now tormented like Ash is. But they don't really give you any hints as to where it's going mm-hmm. with her storyline, just that she's there. And uh, it's just this character. It's not just Bruce Campbell doing goofy shit. There's, the other characters get some screen time, too. It, it's really it's not what I it's, it, it's what I was hoping for, but not what I was expecting. Okay, neat. Well, I, I think everybody considering it's free on stars and we'll put a link uh in the show notes, um, I would I would definitely love to get uh, anybody out there that's a listener uh, their take on sure. what they think of Ash versus the Evil Dead. Because I'll, I'll watch. I cer- I certainly was excited, and I, I was expecting to be disappointed, and I certainly wasn't. Well, the funny thing is, as you mentioned, the one problem you have with it is that it's half hour, and then I realized like half hour is perfect because you I, you sit down watch it you're done not like a certain other show that took me a good chunk of the afternoon to get through uh-huh. and i will say i i don't know if star uh, stars does not have commercials sure it is a full 30 minutes oh is it really yeah because we uh, when i watched it there were no commercial breaks and i commented to erica cuz she was enjoying it too and i went wow i know it's supposed to be a 30 minute show but this doesn't feel like 30 minutes and when I looked at the clock, it was exactly a full like thirty-one minutes or thirty-two minutes uh, on the show. So interesting. Well, I look forward to checking it out. I will check it out because it it sounds like right up my alley, and I could use um, some more quirky zombie comedy in my in my life. And like Deadites, like is that like a stretch to say zombies? Like they are they are reanimated corpses, right? That the, the Evil Dead movies have been considered zombies, not considered zombies. 
I, I think it's in the realm. I think it constitutes zombies. It's close enough. They're more like demons, but eh. Similar, similar fashion. Okay. Well, we'll go with that. But yes, speaking of, um, like I said, long ass episodes, let's move into Walking Dead talk. And this week, episode four, then and here's here's not here or whatever it's called. You're not here. Yeah. So basically, the reason that sounds like rambling is because it's rambling. Um, this is the episode that looks back at Morgan and what happened since the last time we saw him in season three all the way up to season five when we're introduced to terminus and basically that journey of when we saw morgan as a broken man and and where he is today as donatello um the the purple bandana wearing ninja turtle right right so and that joke will never get old but uh i i I thought this episode was interesting like they devoted 90 minutes to it I don't think it needed to be 90 minutes. No, I got the gist of the entire episode at 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize that it the show it was a, an extended episode. Well then until you, I was you, done. Yeah, you probably And I was like, "Wow, that felt like a really long time." Oh. Cuz yeah. it was. Well, it was a real it was a real tread like it it really wanted to hammer the fact in that that Morgan was a broken man, like killing everybody. Like, near the end of the episode, it, it's kind of revealed why he's doing it and that he's so traumatized. He's got PTSD from his wife and son dying that he is crazy and he, he, he has to clear, is what he says. I have to clear. And what he's doing is he's killing zombies and innocents alike, burning their bodies, and then going out and doing it some more. And he's and, and part of the issue, too, is, is he does kill two guys that are sneaking up on him. Mm-hmm. And... He doesn't know if they were innocent or not, but if they weren't, there's they shouldn't have been sneaking up on him the way they were. Yeah, it was pretty. You know I mean? It was pretty gruesome. And then when he kills those folks, that's that's right before you get into the meat of the episode. But when he kills the one guy, he basically hides behind a tree and then stabs him in the neck, and which is a pretty gruesome way to go. And and. The the difference, and even when you know Rick ran into Morgan in season three, sure he was a broken man, but we didn't quite realize how broken he was until we saw that saw that specific scene. That really spoke to me, and like holy crap, like how does he get from crazy batshit nutballs to you know Donatello like at Al- Alexandria? And I, I just thought it was interesting that he it, fell it, so far. The, he fell very far, and when he shows up. The, in this season with the bow and kicking a bunch of ass and he's very tranquil and he's very different from the, from the, the Morgan we last saw. Mm-hmm. You're left with a lot of question, questions about how did he get this way? When did he learn to use the staff? How does he know martial arts now? What the hell is going on? And all of that really gets summed up in this episode. Yeah, it's not very and, often that they they un, they unpeel the mystery of a character and kind of explain exactly what happens because they and, they literally do that. And the other thing too is is not only do they explain it, but usually when shows do stuff like that and explain it, it's kind of half-assed. Sure. And th- this was not half-assed. Everything they said makes sense. Um, the character that he meets, which they don't do a very good job giving him a name. 
I don't think I caught his name, in fact. Uh, who? Uh, um, Eastman? Eastman, yeah. Which is weird, because isn't uh, one of Donatello, uh, the Ninja Turtles creators, yes. Eastman? Yes, it is. Is that a nod? Because that should be a nod. I think it might have been. That's kind of funny if it is, because a lot of people are just kind of making, not not making fun of Morgan, but like poking fun at the fact, like, oh, he swings a stick, it's Donatello. It's like, not everybody who swings a bow staff is a Donatello guy. I mean, come on. It's not how it works. Guy uses nunchucks, we automatically call him Michelangelo, what? Fire extinguisher nunchucks, sorry. I know, we'll keep it on topic. But anyway, so Eastman rescues Morgan and puts him in a cell. Yeah. And tries to rehabilitate him. And uh, you see where the episode is going. Uh the my and, and, and it definitely takes some takes some time to get where it's going. I think it could have definitely been a faster episode. Um mm. there's a couple of scenes in there that I was like, Yeah, they could have done without it. Yeah. And they spent a lot of time with Morgan in the woods being crazy. And I think they could have uh, sped that up a little bit. We got the hint that he was crazy, but they spent like a full 20 to 25 minutes of the episode showing you that he was crazy in the woods. Yeah. It, it was a lot of, a lot of crazy and it even slips back into it later on in the episode. But in terms of the rehabilitation, I thought that was really cool in the way that, you really believed that this character, this Eastman, when he was trying to get through to Morgan and Morgan's just so broken, like, kill me, kill me, you know, I got to clear, I got to clear. And it's just gibberish. And the other guy's like, I know where you're coming from, man. Like he was, um, what, what how did he put it? He was a psychiatrist, basically. He's, he was a criminal, uh, psychologist. Yeah. And he and- dealt with some crazy people and, and just the way he spoke so clearly and calmly to folks at the start of the episode, like, this is an interesting character. He's going to die by the end of the episode because, you know, he's not at all in any of the other episodes. But, uh, and you're fine with that. You're fine with him dying because I guess that's how it's got to be. But um, I just thought the way he would he would talk to Morgan was very calm and very interesting. And then by the end of the episode, when you have his whole story, Eastman's whole story, you kind of realize this guy went through the shitter even before the walkers hit, you know? Um, yeah. He, he, uh, the, he explains his story and he tells Morgan that he saw thousands and thousands of uh, inmates and, like, and heard all their stories. And he never, he only met one evil person in his whole life, mm-hmm. uh, witnessed one evil person. And then they kind of drop it. And he tells him that, like, everybody's redeemable, everybody has a reason for the way things turned out, and that it's never too late to change your ways, and this, that, and the other thing. And it's really a really great story of redemption. And then he proceeds to tell Morgan, oh, this is, I met one patient that I would call truly evil. And then you, he leaves it at that. And then a little bit later, something else happens, and he talks again about this patient and then finally he comes clean with morgan and tells him the story and it's this guy who he saw and he said that he thought that the guy was uh he saw through the guy's facade 
and the guy was a psychopath and he was going to kill again in spite of all the good deeds he seemed to be doing because he was doing that because he knew it was the only way to get him out. He knew what to say and how to say it and the psychologist Eastman figured it out and said had the guy put back in jail and his parole was canceled. So the guy broke out of jail and killed Eastman's family. Yeah. And Eastman tells Morgan that like we don't talk about that. Yeah, like, it was clearly his dark past and and you you and it's nice that they give us that whole dark past by the end of the episode and 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 it was just really interesting to hear this this dark past that this character has and sort of explains why he got so angry when um, Morgan broke this art that was up on the wall. And it was, it was really interesting. And that sort of that, that character moment of him opening up to Morgan kind of develops into this like buddy cop system of him slowly bringing him into the fold of um, his uh, Aikido practicing, which is the, uh, the art of the Donatello as we'll call it. Uh, and with the bow staff and it, it sort of develops from there with with him learning how to use aikido and uh, what what do they call it a uh, uh, redirection of 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 things and it, it i don't know like it seemed like he was there a long time right and he learned he learned his skills from that it um, feels like he had to have been there with eastman for what would have been months yeah, which, I'm trying to... which would make sense because all of that happened while he was uh, while he while they were still at the prison. Yeah, because I'm looking it up. The episode was clear when Rick Grimes meets Morgan again, and uh, that was in the middle of all the governor stuff. Go on a supply run to Rick's hometown, initially to his old police station for more weapons for the upcoming battle against the governor. So yeah, this is this is pre Governor Fall and season four was the was the episode that the governor fell and this was very so that yeah, I remember that episode pretty clearly and and, and we got the sense that Morgan was really broken and, and it's interesting to kind of show it all and have it all pieced together of having like initial Morgan season one, crazy Morgan season three, and seeing that that Morgan and us thinking to ourselves like obviously Bob thinking, Well haha, I know Morgan comes back, but us kind of like why would they show Morgan so broken? Is that just a way for it for us to feel sorry for this character because we knew him as this happy-go-lucky father, single father, you know, from first season, and 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 seeing him so broken was just kind of depressing. Kind of showed like even the best people can fall, you know, to the to the darkest places. And and right, the the, the, the people can fall, and I definitely think that I think the this what Morgan has learned is important. But as it's revealed at the end of this episode, um, he's telling this story to one of the wolves in hopes that maybe he can teach him to walk the way of peace. And the wolf makes it perfectly clear his only code is to kill and murder everyone that he he could get his hands on. Yeah. Or something along those lines. Yeah. It's it's interesting, um, and we should probably mention that Eastman is played by uh, uh, Drew Carey's brother, uh, 
John Carroll Lynch. I, I couldn't place it. Like, I couldn't place who he was. I was trying to determine who it was, and I said, he looks so familiar, and he sounds so familiar. And then I realized he's Drew's older brother when I looked it up uh, on Wikipedia. Not in real life. It's no, 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 sorry. In the Drew Carey show. Yeah, you're right. Because um, I couldn't place it. Like, he looks so familiar, and he's one of those character actors that's in a lot of different shows and movies and stuff. So I'm glad I placed it. I can go to bed happy now, knowing that I, I thought for some reason he was in a show that I watched as a kid, and I guess the Drew Carey show was that show, because every time I come home from school, it was like, Drew Carey show, Simpsons, news. Okay, get the hell out. Um, so that was really cool, and the the show quickly gets into a rut of, of them doing the whole like bow staff training and then learning more about their past and 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 finally getting to the point where for some reason they're trying to get supplies to go on a trip where are we going i don't know yet we're just going we can't stay here and morgan says well i know i have a bunch of stuff that we need and it's back in my camp and he goes back to that camp and he just immediately snaps again like he's starting to have a rough time and it's all because this kid that he strangled back when he was crazy as a walker had come back Right. Which is pretty crazy. I guess that kind of shows maybe it wasn't the longest period of time because it showcases that that walker is still kind of hanging around. That walker was still hanging around, but it was pretty decayed. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, And he freezes. He can't do anything. He's got one of those tunnel visions. He starts going back into the clear, clear, clear. And uh, good old Drew Carey's brother comes in pretty stupidly because the guy's... The guy's a master bowman. Like, couldn't he have just whacked the zombie in the head? My thing was, is he stepped in the way and pushed Morgan. I was like, why couldn't he have just smashed him with the bow? I know. Like, that's how he's taking care of all of them. Like, what makes him so stupid to think he can go in there and shield him from a walker? Like, that's just... It just seems so... Well, they needed an excuse to explain why his character wasn't around anymore. Well, I just... Again, like, it just seems so out of character. Not that I needed him to be around forever, but I figured there could have been a more a more elegant way to do it. Like, I knew he was going to die. So, like, that whole time when they're, like, talking and it showed um, Eastman's character standing beside, like, this bush of trees. And I just figured, oh, there's going to be a walker. Just pop out and bite him. There's going to be. Because, I mean, you can be as good as ever with that Aikido stick, but you're still you're still stuck in a cabin occasionally killing walkers that walk by. Like, you're not... You're not, like, a sensed hunter like Morgan is, right? Um, but, yeah, he dies. He he gets bit. Well, he doesn't die. He just gets bit, and uh, Morgan goes off the deep end. And for some reason, just he, he starts running around and going crazy again. And I guess he comes across these two vagrants that he doesn't kill, even though he's he's back in clear, clear, clear mode. And he, he, he basically... He rescues them. He rescues them, basically. Well, okay. Yeah, he, he rescues, rescues them. He rescues them, yeah. and he looks like he's going to kill them, and then he hesitates. And one of them gives him some food and some ammo, and he, like, yeah. lets them go. And yeah. they say thank you, and it's like it snaps him out of his funk. Yeah, and, and so he goes back to the graveyard where Eastman is now burying these people uh, that they just killed. Because he was burying all the zombies that he was killing. And he was like, it was kind of elegant in a way, like as, a, as somebody who lives by a code to, kill, to hurt or ki- to kill nobody, 
to to take because all life is precious is what he kept saying even when talking about this guy who murdered his family all life is precious and he he would bury these zombies look for their ids and then put the uh, put their names their proper names on the crosses and i think this is the first example of anybody doing that in this entire series um nobody has nobody had now maybe herschel in a sick way but uh, nobody had that same respect because these like when you really think about it these zombies were humans at some point you know like it's it's right. interesting when you think about it cuz like in real life we are are very protective over our our loved ones when they pass away and seeing these zombies run around and how often it's just like oh stab in the head oh bullet to the head and move on it's it's kind of like unless it's a loved one that you know they're sort of just left there, right? Even though they were somebody at some point. You know what I mean? So it was interesting right. to see it, this you, far along. It's interesting to see, but at, a, at some point you have to think about, like, you know, the horde that, like, they're, they're trying to, to navigate now. If they were to kill every single one of them, they, there's no way they could bury a grave for all of them. Sorry, I'm I'm, I'm yawning and I'm, I'm infecting you're, you. You're, Yes, you are. Sorry, folks. It's a it's it's a ninety minute episode. I mean, like, come on. It was a, it was a long episode. We were all kind of dozing off near the end, and, and let's let's get to it here. Well, Basically, I, I will say I really enjoyed the episode. I did too. Uh, I, I, like like it was a nice change of pace. Yes, um, it's been a very but, fast season. But by the end of the episode, I was ready for the episode to be over. I was like, okay, can we wrap this up? I know he's been bit. Yeah, he was but, bit like, for a like, long like, ass time. It, it, like it was like seriously ten or fifteen minutes of them dealing with him being bit and going back to the thing and making plans and the, and I was like, okay, when's he gonna change or when are we gonna shoot him in the head? Come on, hurry up, hurry up! And eventually we got there, but it was like they took their sweet ass time get there. Yeah, and it was. So at that point, like taking their sweet ass time getting there, he he explained because Morgan found the grave or at least the headstone for the man who had murdered all of his uh, his his family, and he basically said like, look, I the plan was that's why there's a, a, a jail cell in my house. The plan was to to kidnap um, the murderer who was who was still in, who was put back in jail and had talked his way out again into being able to plant these these flowers on the highway. Um, that was part. That was the. I don't think you understand the uh, the American prison system. If you thought he was out, he was, was. It's not out as a prisoner. He was a part of a chain gang on the side of the road planting flowers. Okay, I thought that was that was only in movies and TV. That's a they, real thing. They, it's a real thing. Oh, interesting. Do you see them often? Uh, they usually do litter pickup on the side of the road. Um, Maine does not, uh, the, the state I'm in does not do that, but I, it down south, it's a big thing. I thought that was like, I thought that was like community service. Cause I've seen community service people like out picking up trash and that's their mandatory community service. But I didn't realize that they actually did they the whole, do, they do that with prisoners as well. Interesting. Okay. So in that sense, he uses that as, as a window to kidnap the killer, take him back to this cabin. And his plan was to starve him in this cell and basically like it's funny how you know when they say two wrongs don't make a right like if you think that's going to help your 
help your grief. Like it's not going to help your grief. If anything, it makes it worse. And it, it did because he said that at least he was living before after watching him starve for 47 days. It nearly it broke him and he was going to turn himself in. And basically when he went to turn himself in, the world had gone to shit because he'd basically been out in the wilderness for 50 days as the zombie apocalypse was taking over. So it was interesting in that sense to see. So basically he had gotten away with murder, but because he had killed somebody and like he had said at the start of the episode, like human beings were meant to kill. There's a reason we suffer from PTSD. It's not, it's because we don't enjoy killing as a, as a species. And I thought that was an interesting way. I've never heard it put that way. I'm sure there are like textbooks and speeches and presentations out there that, that, that dictate the same thing. And that, and when you really think about it, like it makes a lot of sense. Like there's a reason that people, when they kill you, you, you suffer psychologically, you know, from that. And it, it makes perfect sense. And using it in, in the, in the walking dead. And you look at all those characters who had actually killed somebody, they had all suffered in some way. And they all are suffering. And maybe that's... And and the only normal ones are the ones who have, haven't killed anything. So some of the people in Alexandria where they're just, like, happy-go-lucky. Like, even Jesse, like, the, the chick who had just stabbed one of those wolves characters in the last episode. She was happy-go-lucky, and then she killed that person, and she was really freaking out. Like, she was not having it. Right. So it's an interesting point to see it and have it come full circle and, and him basically saying, like, look, this... Akito saved my life like you know it allowed me to move on and and not open that door that led to this grief and and whatnot and it basically leads to Morgan basically saying like all right I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna I'm gonna move forward and we're gonna be better people and it the episode ends with him finding um the sanctuary terminus signs the non-defaced one by Rick but uh yeah puts him on the right path to terminus uh and and that then leads into the season five episode one uh post credit i think where where like it shows morgan in the paintball or was it did it just show a person it didn't show morgan it just showed a person we didn't know who it was right say that again did we know who it was at the end of, or at the end of the episode in season five, episode one, like the post credit scene where the guy's in the paintball mask? Did we know who that was? I can't remember if it like showed his face or if it was just a dude. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure what you're talking about. So, do you remember season five? Um, there was a, the, the first half of the season. There was always these like post credit scenes of a man walking. Yeah, Morgan. So okay, yeah, we we obviously know it's Morgan, but in in the moment, did we know it was Morgan? Like it was always yes. him with a mask on, right? No, no. It, okay. Usually he pulled the mask off and indicated that he was Morgan. Yeah, that's oh, why I didn't yeah. understand what you were talking about. Well, I was trying to remember, um, and I and I couldn't quite place it. So, anyways, yeah, that brings us to the end of the episode, and basically this whole thing it's revealed that he's talking to the wolf guy who I thought he killed, but I guess he no. Didn't. There's one he bashes over the head. Uh, okay, so it's the same guy that he let go last season, end of last season. Yeah. And, um, he's basically telling him this story to try and redeem him, and the wolf guy's like, look, I live by my code, and if I survive this stab wound or whatever it is, I'm, I'm going to kill, kill all you. you. I'm going to kill you, and then I'm going to kill all your people here. 
because yeah. that's what I do. And it's like, and, and and it makes you, and you can see the look on Morgan's face where he, he he's taken a vow of a keto and not to kill, not to take another's life. But you can tell looking at this dude that he's never going to come around to Morgan's way of thinking. Yeah, he's not. He's he's broken, and and I think over the next, he's, you know, he's too far gone. Yeah, I think by mid season we're gonna learn why the hell these people are too far gone. And um, I thought it looked like he was missing a kidney, like, or was that a different stab wound? No, that was a stab wound in the side. It looked like someone sliced him. Yeah, it was weird. Um, I don't like him. He's creepy. He's got like weird drug addiction teeth, and he's got a W carved into his forehead. It's not cool, man. I, I get some weird vibes from this group, just like crazy vibes, like tribal crazy. It's I'm not a big fan, and it's, yeah, I it's get the distinct impression he may have been wounded before he went in, and hmm. that the wound might have been his uh, his his inspiration to come back a success, and you'll get medical treatment. Hmm, like that Mad was Max style, like witness me kind of thing. Yeah, interesting. Well, um, the episode ends with him locking him in because um, we all remember in this episode, uh, Morgan was never locked in by Eastman, his captor. He always had the door open and he never told him that until the very end where it's like it's always been unlocked. I threw the key away. Um, but he locks him in knowing that, okay, not everybody can be saved, but I don't have to kill him. We just have to keep him in prison, which I don't know, may come back to bite him in the butt, but I don't know. It seems like they're they're trying their best to keep Morgan on the straight and narrow and not have it blow up in his face just yet. Well, I think Morgan's going to have to come to the realization that this, you can't save everybody, mm-hmm. that it's it, it's a it's a wonderful philosophy he has to not kill, but at a certain point it there becomes a moment of kill or be killed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this guy in the cell that he has, the wolf it's going to become one of those scenarios where the only option is either going to be kill him and save everybody or let him do damage. And uh, I, I think in the end, Morgan's going to be forced to kill him or it will be Morgan's downfall. And I don't think we're going to see Morgan's downfall, at least not this season. I, I think if, that, if, if they were to reveal Morgan this season and then kill him before the end of the season right yeah that it's a waste of his character i don't know i mean we've yeah i mean we we've had characters like that where they bring them in and and then have them fall apart and i think um like tyrese was one of those characters where he sort of you know popped up and had a a rise and then a, a fall and and a a very very stupid death but you have to remember we had tyrese for what three seasons before he died yeah but we've i mean we also this could be a complete arc for morgan i mean we've had his introduction we've had his downfall we've had his rebirth and this could be his you know like i don't know i'm not con- like we don't have bob here to say well ah, you know as he's like if, trying if, to if lose he, the comics. if he's going to die this mm-hmm. season then they have to make his death mean something to rick it has to be rick's redemption maybe maybe Negan I don't know <laughs> I don't know uh, like that gets into a whole other conversation and, and speaking of which at the end of this episode 
I, I don't know about you. I confirmed it via Wikipedia and a couple other articles. That's Rick's voice at the end, uh, yelling them, yelling to them to open yes. the gates. Yeah. And you wonder... So that solves one issue we had from last week's episode, which was Rick and Glenn caught in a hard place, which we're, we're going to get to Glenn in a bit. So we know Rick somehow makes it out in, in a way that he can yell for them to open the gates, which is good. Excuse me. Mm, which is good. Um, coming apart at the seams, folks. Uh, so that's fine. So next episode will probably open with some more terminus action and and, uh, and a flashback of how Rick survived that uh, that whole motorhome stall. Um, man, he might have just booked it. He's quite the runner, as we found out. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but uh, Walking Dead renewed for season seven. Lou, you said you weren't surprised by this. I don't think anybody no, should. No, I don't think we should. It's numbers for this season have been some of the highest they've ever had. Um, the showrunners before this even season aired said that they were already planning on. They already had outlines for the next season, mm-hmm. uh, or the like the next three seasons. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then, like everything is shown that the show is still a huge success. And then everybody was like, oh, it's been renewed for season seven. And I was like, didn't we get this news already? Well, it's like... Like, it's how like, is this news? Yeah, it's like every other... It's like Game of Thrones. Like, oh, it's been renewed. It's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure they got seven books to get through, guys. We know it's been renewed until the story yeah, ends. In fact, HBO has been on record saying, oh, yeah, it's doing so good. We think we're going to take the last book and stretch it into three seasons. Make it ten seasons. I'm like, what? It, whatever, it's fine. Like, I mean... I think Walking Dead. Make your Dead's, show. That's, make your show and shut up. Yeah, Walking Dead has been has been a great series. Obviously, we love it here. It it, it accounts for uh, like three quarters of the content we do in this show now, thanks to Fear the Walking Dead. Um, AMC has saw fit to provide this show with content year round. Um, so I'm excited. Season seven. Where is it going to go? Well, we've got three quarters of this season to get through. Speaking of which, major developments. Lou, thanks to Polygon. Uh, Glenn's actor's name, Stephen Huynh, when? What's his name? Stephen... Uh, Hewn. Hewn? Stephen Hewn has been removed from the from the intro credits. There since episode. the pilot. This episode and, and I guess uh, next episode, they said as well. Uh, which means... And, and Scott Gimbel, showrunner, has gone on, on record saying, Glenn will return... But in what capacity is unknown, whether it's a flashback or whatever. A lot of people are, are saying like, oh, Glenn's alive, Glenn's alive. And that's fine. And the more I see of of this whole Glenn's alive, Glenn's really dead, like, and then seeing stuff like this, like if Glenn's alive, removing him from the opening credits, I mean, if he's not in the episode, I guess it makes sense to remove him from the credits. But, like, Rick wasn't in this episode. Like, why is he in the opening credits? Like, I I just feel as though, like, removing him from the opening credits is just, like, guess what, guys? He's really dead. We removed him from the opening credits. Like, if he comes back, it better be... it. They're building... Like, they might have had... Okay, I think this is what happened. They must have had this grand plan to quote-unquote, kill Glenn off based on the fact that they had this great resurgence idea of him surviving this monumentous sort of downfall. No, here's what they've done. Okay. I'll tell you exactly what they've done. Let's hear it. It, They they have mastered social media. 
Sure. That's well, exactly what's going on here. This they year, but realized- not last year. Do you remember when they posted that picture of, like, rest in peace, Beth, and it was, like, five minutes after the show aired in the Eastern Coast? Right. And I think that they've, I think that they've learned from that. Hopefully. Um, that it, at no point have they even said he is dead. And with every character that has died on the show, the character, the actor, has tweeted after the episode... Yeah, I had a wonderful time on The Walking Dead. Da 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 da. Or thanks for all the thanks for all the memories. Walking Dead. Da 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 da. And, and they have not done that with Glenn yet. The actor has not said anything about whether or not his character is dead. They've kept it a complete secret. And I don't think they don't do this if he isn't alive. Yeah. And, and not just that, but they've. They've taken. I think they've taken a page out of, um, uh, uh, out of Game of Thrones' is, is book. You know, they they they've killed off a character and they left the fate of another character unknown. Uh, think about all of the publicity that Game of Thrones has had with Jon Snow. Right, and let's not let's not go too further because then we're spoiling a completely different series. But. Well, no, that, I'm, I'm not going to spoil anything. No, I'm just Let's saying. Let's just say at the end of Game of Thrones, there is a character at the end of the season. His fate is left unknown. You never actually see him die, but you see him in a state of possible death. Mm-hmm. And that's where the show leaves it. And all summer long, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, there's been articles saying one thing. There's been articles saying another. There's been leaked photos from the set saying that character is still there, but in a different costume. There's different, like, like the amount of publicity that that show has gotten over a suspected death has been crazy. And this Walking Dead Glenn thing, I've seen the exact same thing. It's like every week there's a new article by a dozen different outlets about whether or not Glenn is dead. What does mm. this mean? And they pulled Glenn's name from the credits, but that that can be done as a stunt. Just because he is in the show doesn't mean that when there's an episode he's not in, they need to air his name in the credits. You know? I just think it's... it's. Uh, I just think it's... You're really... bothered by this way more than I am. I, I, well, I know, and I'm not, I'm not trying to bring you to my level, and I'm certainly not allowing you to bring me... A, you know, to to your level, but it is a game, and what they are trying to do is they're trying to get fans excited and hyped. But that, but that's and just it. I want good TV. So, like right now, in the thick of it, I'm annoyed because I think it's it's. I'm gonna watch the show no matter what. I don't need a thousand blogs to write lists as to why Glenn's alive. Like but the first article was interesting. Un- unfortunately, you and I are in the minority. Oh, I know. Yeah, but but what I'm saying is, in two weeks, it's not gonna matter because in two weeks. We'll find out Glenn's fate. One or two things are going to happen. Like, we're going to find out Glenn's fate, and it's going to be this awesome moment that's like, yes, that was totally worth it. Well done, AMC. And I have faith that they're going to do that. But the other thing is just so... It's so scary that if it's just this really, like, this failed wah-wah moment, and it falls flat in its face, then it's like, hmm, I don't know, AMC. Like, you got to kind of... Like, this is a major character. You can't play around with it, and then... But I have faith that AMC is going to pull it off because, like you said, this is Glenn. Like, if they did it with somebody else, like, 
it only works with a with a high profile character. It only works with like Glenn, Daryl, you know, the higher guys, the the higher ga- guys or gals. Like if it happened to Carol, that'd be it'd be the same thing. Like you could certainly get away with it. And I think until we have the big picture, it's going to be tough. Um, but and it, you know the other thing too is it actually feels like speaking of Game of Thrones, it feels like a season ender cliffhanger. But it's this mystery that they're introducing halfway through, you know, midway through the I think the one season. of the reasons why you are so mm-hmm. torn over this is his fate was fi- was decided two weeks ago. And in two weeks, we've gotten no answer. Yeah, and, yeah. And what they've said going forward is, is like, yeah, you'll get an answer. In like another two or three weeks. And that's the thing is AMC has my money and my my viewer numbers don't count towards their ratings. So, But I, I agree with you. If they're looking for ratings, this is the way to do it. It's like, oh, maybe this is the week. And, and this week we did get a tidbit related to one of the mysteries that was left last week's episode, which was Rick's fate. We know something happens that allows him to run towards term, or, uh, Alexandria yelling to open the gates. So... I just think it's interesting, and you're right, like, this builds publicity, the fact that that Polygon is writing an article, Walking Dead removes major actor from the opening credits. Like, nobody would care about that if it was was Beth. Oh, you removed Beth? Well, because she's dead, you know? And to be honest, like, if we're talking about the whole PR, you know, uh, PR cycle, the fact that Glenn wasn't on The Talking Dead is pretty much a shoo-in that he's alive. Like, it's almost like AMC, unless, unless like, in an episode, like, Glenn really is dead, and he just comes back as a zombie, and he's like, ha, we made you wait two weeks, he's dead, aren't we assholes? And then he's on Talking Dead, it's like, yeah, it was so hard to be, like, so quiet for two weeks while you guys waited to find out that I was really dead, and guess what, I'm dead, here's my sappy, like, funny moment in memoriam video. They they could do that, but I think... If they did that, they'd get a lot of negative backslash from the back uh, backsplash from the fans. Yeah, both I fans think... of the comics and fans of the show who haven't read the comics because a it's a terrible way for a strong character to go, and and to sort of tease it out like that for his fate to still remain in a death is is terrible. And then for comic fans, it's like, well, that's not that's not what we wanted, you know. And without right. going and, too far, and, but and, and without spoiling the comics. Uh, I believe you and I both know Glenn's fate in the comics. Yeah, and, I mean, and you know. Glenn's death actually has a meaning and a point in the show in the comic. Mm-hmm. When he dies, it is like a pivotal moment in that in the arc that they're telling. And his death here means nothing. Well, yeah, it means nothing, and and that's to say we've already talked about this last week, and and I really like that. You know, the death, that major death in the comics could easily be replaced by other characters. But I, I'm i interested. If they don't want to see, here's what I'd like to see them do. Sure. Between you and I. Okay. Is he's not dead now. He is going to come back in two weeks. And he is going to be a pivotal moment. He's going to save it. We're going to go to mid-season finale. And they're going to surprise us with the return at the mid-season. And bam, he's going to die. Dun dun dun. Well, you um that's a good prediction. I think everybody should write in their predictions as to whether they they think Glenn is alive, Glenn is dead. 
just general stuff. Um, great episode, Lou. Thank you for discussing Walking Dead. I look forward immensely to this Sunday when I can watch out and, and, and see what happened to Rick and the gang. And then, quick question. Do we get some sort of nod to Glenn's fate in the next episode? No. Damn it. You're probably right, and I, I don't like that. Um, I'm... Well, I don't know if I agree. I don't think we get it next episode. I think we get it the following episode. I hope you're wrong. Anyways, yeah. Walking Dead. I hope you're wrong, but you're probably right. In the story of uh, this show's life. (laughs) Because you're usually right, so I'll give you that. But if you have any feedback that you want to send in, you can certainly do so. Um, And if you do like listening to the show, please consider going to patreon.com slash zombies ain't my podcast. And you you can become a patron. We'll thank you live on the show. But first and foremost, we just want to thank all our current patrons for helping this show be the best that it can be. Hashtag bring Bob home. Because that also makes the show the best it can be. (laughs) As you notice, there probably aren't a lot of drop-ins in this episode. Um, We're also on Alpha Geek. You can listen to us live, usually on Wednesdays, um, for the next six weeks we're gonna have to record on tuesdays uh due to baby stuff i have baby classes lou yeah yeah how's that going i don't know i haven't had the first one's tomorrow so it's 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 basically like you know typical like it's like lama's class but i think Mm -hmm. it's like it's not remember he he who he he who yeah who exactly okay perfect i'll remember that okay I got it. I mean, you know, I'm prepared. But if you um, can't catch us live, you can also catch our archives on Channel 3 on their 24-hour, seven-days-a-week archive. Listening on Channel 3 for Zombies Ain't My Podcast. Go to zombiesaintmypodcast.com. Email us, info at zombiesaintmypodcast. Tell us why you think a certain character may come back or may not come back. Hashtag AMC, what are you thinking? .com. Uh, and then follow us on Twitter with that hashtag at Zombies Podcast. Like us on Facebook, plus one us on Google Plus, subscribe on YouTube, do all that fun stuff. And if you're still not filled on all your social media goodness, go to Twitter, follow myself at R. Murphy, Lou at Busy Zombie Lord, and Bob at Bobbert F. Finally, a quick shout out to Joel Duggan for the amazing artwork that you can see on our website and all the other places. But if you want to find out more about Joel, go to Joel Duggan. Com. Lou, thank you for uh, holding down the fort with me while Bob is off on uh, zombie training. He's not training on how to be a zombie because we all know how well that went out for, uh, uh, I almost said Bob Marley, <laughs> Bill Murray, you know, didn't quite work out. But he's learning how to use fire extinguisher nunchucks like the uh, the true ninja he is. Says you. Uh, you know, okay, I, I know that's what he's doing. I mean, come on. That's what, that's what you should be doing if you're listening to this. But anyways, Lou, any final uh, parting thoughts for the fine listeners? Glenn's not dead. Oh, hashtag Glenn's not dead. Go follow Lou where he's using that hashtag. This has been Zombies Ate My Podcast. And remember to always tag your tweets with hashtag Glenn's not dead. <laughs>